And how many points do you have overall? Oh, oh, shush, 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 shush my mouth. Oh, we're already starting. <laughs> <laughs> I got the Italian hand. This little comment. Uh... Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, we are in a much better mood than in the last episode. And if any of you have seen my comments around social media, usually I've been saying, like, I don't want to start the episode like I did in the last podcast because that was way too much beeping for me. Y'all know that I'm not much of a beeper for my own things. Uh, that's usually more reserved for Sharon and Jared. So <laughs> I'm glad that's not going to be happening, at least on my end today. So let's go ahead and introduce uh, Sharon and Jared here on the show first. As always, you already know, let's go first to Elk Grove with Sharon. How's it going, Sharon? I almost want to yield my time to the birthday boy, Jared, but I'm doing good. Everything is good. Um, it's right. Wonderful coming away with three points last night. It was great to be in the stands and just can't wait to dig in and, and talk a little bit about the game. But there's a lot of the other things to just kind of touch on here and there. Jared, how's the birthday boy weekend guy? Uh, coming to you live and direct from Rancho Cordova. Uh, body is still in a little bit of a recovery mode from uh, the match and last night, but uh, you know, still working there, still feeling good. Cannot wait for tomorrow. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Jared. Happy birthday. I'm glad that you got another birthday win. Uh, we've been talking about it here over the past year that anytime anyone celebrates a birthday, it's like Three points for us, so let's keep celebrating birthdays, everyone. <laughs> bring someone who's celebrating a birthday. I don't care who it is, just bring them to a game. Let's get that birthday look going on. All right, well, let's go ahead and get right into Colossos of Gratitude. Y'all probably have a lot of them. I have a couple myself. So, Sharon, as always, please do us the honors to introduce Colossos of Gratitude. And now, one of my favorite segments, Colossos of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some galazas of gratitude. So, yes, and let's just turn right to the birthday boy, Jared. And Jared, why don't you kick it off for us this time? All right, appreciate that. I do want to go ahead and give a glass of gratitude, uh, uh, for example, to Jane and Scott Walker. They, uh, surprised me with it with, with a little uh, happy birthday card a- after the match it uh, was it was t- totally nice and i appreciate that i uh, also want to give uh, a glass of gratitude to uh, basically everybody that that was uh, that showed up to the tailgate and that was there and wish me happy birthday certainly appreciate that uh, i know at that time of recording birthday hasn't hit as of yet but of course you know it's this monday so going to be be a great time um, also, glass of gratitude to Scott Bradford uh, once again for uh, the post game uh, party at, at the depot. It's a- always fun and uh, always worth uh, recovering from the next day, like I'm doing right now. So you might hear the, the voice a little bit odd or a little bit uh, scraggly or so. I mean, that usually tends to happen when you have uh, the drinks that, that he gets uh, ordered there. <laughs> Appreciate every- everyone, you know. Be uh, everyone there last night, yesterday. It was great watching the other match with you all again. Cannot wait to come back out for another uh, home match. So I'm trying to get that sorted out. All right. And since she handed it off to me, I'll go ahead and hand it back to Sharon as far as her uh, glasses of gratitude. 
So excellent, good, good choice because I'm going to follow up on your heels. And my first Golazo gratitude, and I know Luis will echo this, it goes to you, my dear Jared, uh, for making the trek out here on your birthday and letting us celebrate you um, and for um, being such a good sport for the vlog videos. <laughs> it was so much fun. Luis is going to have his hands full because there's a lot to work with. Uh, I don't know if he's looked at the numbers of, uh, of clips and videos and photos that are in the shared folder, but good luck with that, Luis. But Jared, to you, hats off. Um, and I do want to figure a way. It's like, I'm, that's why I was poking around earlier. I want to find a time to, you know, take you out for early lunch, but you're going to be at the thingy and then the, that thingy. And so whatever, and you're going to be with your mom. And I don't know, we'll find time. Maybe it's just for saltwater taffy. Just kidding. The other Golazo of Gratitude goes out to Tower Bridge Battalion. They handed out the scarves this weekend uh, for, for the members. And I'll tell you what, they're really cool. We'll hopefully share the design here in a, in a little bit or on the vlog because we did an unveiling, kind of a sexy unveiling. Thank you, Jared, um, of the uh, of the scarves. <laughs> they're laughing in the background. They've got themselves on mute. And the minute I said, I mean, like, yeah, how do you do a sexy unveiling of a scarf? Well, Jared figured it out. He did it for us. So thanks again, Jared. But TBB has actually stepped up their emails that have been coming out, you know, and they're keeping their members informed of so much and their, you know, their social media. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying, you know, being linked in with the communications and it's, it's been really nice. Um, Really got to appreciate them and staying in the game thing and game theme is also want to give a shout out to Todd Donovan, man. The dude's so real. This, uh, you know, I've just, I said it last time. I'm saying it again. They're making some changes um, like in the VIP section. Yes, y'all know I have a VIP ticket and I have regular seats, whatever. But I just want to go there and eat the meals and hang out with some of my buddies that are up there in VIP. When I say up, there's a stage. So you have to go upstairs. And they did away with having to give you know, they handed used to hand out a coupon where you would get your buffet meal if you turned in your coupon and you couldn't go through more than once. And they always had a ton of food left over at the end because they they did this method. Last night, no coupon. Once you had your wristband, man, you just walked right into VIP. You could do whatever. And, they, you know, it's just so much more casual and so much more relaxed to not have to be like monitored. If I wanted to go back and get a little bite of chicken or pasta, I probably could have, but you know, I just have to hand it to Todd for listening to the fans and listening to season ticket holders um, and, and, and doing things a little bit differently this year. And it's, it's a blessing. And then they send out after every match, if you, if you bought your tickets now they're sending out not a survey, but a, like a questionnaire, like, how did we do? And it's like, who thought of that? Thank you so much for doing that. Because it used to be just once a year, you would get like, so it's nice to be, have them checking in after every match and compiling feedback and then improving. And I think I had made some comments about using a coupon for the VIP meal and they did away with it. They don't need it. Anyhow. And then my last one is my girlfriend, Paula. Uh, she and her husband threw a 70th birthday party at Macaroni Grill and they hosted it all the way. Lots of food, lots of drink. Lots of fun, lots of camaraderie. And I can't believe people who are turning 70 don't look 70 to me. And so it's really bizarre because I know y'all younger people probably look at us and go, yeah, you guys look older. 
these people don't look that old to me because I am also near their age. So it's kind of weird getting older and having older people throw older people parties there. That's it. Luis, let's hear yours. You know, I say the same thing of people who are in their 30s too, right? As someone who is in their 30s, they don't look like they are. I think they're more in their 20s. So <laughs> I think there's something going on out there. But I think my, my first Colossal Gratitude here goes out to Sharon, Jared, and Tina for helping compile that vlog video. I haven't actually seen the clips yet, but after you mentioning that there's a lot of funny moments there, I, I just can't wait to uh, see what <laughs> what will be added on there and how I'll mix things together. And I'm sure it's going to be really cool. So I'm going to definitely have that out, hopefully within the next day or two. So be on the lookout for that on our YouTube channel. Again, uh, search for us, State of the Republic podcast, and you can watch last night's and shortly in a couple of days. And also the last two home games, we have the videos there as well. And it'll be, again, a thing that we're going to continue to do each and every time there is a home game. Or at least we're going to try our best, especially if one of us is there to uh, do so. Another one goes out to you again, Sharon, for surprising me with that TBB membership gift. That was really awesome. Really appreciate that. I haven't seen the scarf myself, but I'm really looking forward to seeing their design because I know that they always come out with these really great designs. So I'm sure it's yet another amazing one. And another one going out to Fox 40 app, because as y'all know, I was actually driving back from Mexico yesterday and I was able to catch mainly the first half, the second half, not as much, sadly, but not because they had any issue, but <laughs> it was more uh, because of where I was driving by and other things that I had to do. But I was able to watch the first half with no issue. Fox 40 app loaded great. So Shout out to anyone who's involved with the app. I'm sure that they made sure that, first of all, you include the match both in English and Spanish like it used to be last year. And so great job on their end. Hopefully the team maybe also had something to do with that. So uh, I was really happy that it worked as it should. And then one last one goes out to uh, some of the volunteers for the Modesto Marathon. So for those of you who don't know, I did the 10K just earlier today and there's a lot of people who volunteer for that event, uh, even just to like cheer people on or to hand water to you or to uh, help you, you know, navigate through the area. And it's really awesome that they go and they, you know, give their time and do all that. And I really appreciate that. And they also gave me my third place award from last year for placing third in my age group because I had never gotten an award. So shout out to them for <laughs> still being nice enough to be like, hey, you missed it last year, but here's your award, which was a really nice water bottle that says I got third place in my age group. So really cool stuff. Well, that's all I have. So Sharon? I, I got a, you know, excellent, excellent, Luis. I'm so glad you were able to watch the game, stream it and all that other stuff. And, and Jared, you're great galazes of gratitude. But I got to say one thing, Connor, you know, you slayed him. Because the last episode, he was just like, he said he just pretty much doubled over laughing because you were, you know, had to beep yourself He because he knows you to not swear. He said that got him because he watches or <laughs> listens to our episodes. He said that just got him. He, he just thought that was the funniest thing, um, how you started out the, the episode. And you know what? Honestly, I really think people appreciate a fan-based episode where we don't have to censor ourselves. And I don't mean censor in the fashion of, swear words by the way you missed one of my <laughs> f bombs uh in oh. that thing so thank god you gave it the e rating because there was a f bomb <laughs> part way through there that did not get bleeped so 
kind of, and, and other people noticed that too. And they said, yeah, he, he didn't get bleeped on one of them. It's like, yeah, I know. You probably but said it real was, quick. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> oh, so you probably said it real quick because, you know, we're not oh, no. editing. It's, was it slow? Oh, oh, no, oh. it wasn't a quick one. It was definitely, you could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, it, so I, it was going to happen. It was one of those episodes where there was way too much beeping that oh, it was, was bound to happen. <laughs> there, there was some cussing going on. But I will say, you know, when I say censor ourselves, we, we don't have to be uh, necessarily. Well, I mean, we have to be correct. We have to be kind for the most part. But we don't have we don't have to hold ourselves back when we're talking about things that um, we think are important or that we think are the. Other people feel are important, you know, as far as the game and, you know, the tech, the, the system of play and those sorts of things, because we don't work for the club. And I love the fact that we are a fan-based podcast. It's, it's, I have to thank you guys. This has been a blast and I'm, I'm glad we exist and I hope more people give us input. John Crawford's been awesome. Tina's been awesome. Jane's, you know, we hear things from people passing and Rosa as well. You know, we we hear things and and we pick it up and re- we repeat it. Jared, I'm sure you got an earful. Well, if you remember much about yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah, this, this uh, excuse me, yesterday uh, was definitely better officiated than the week prior. I mean, it was not to the point where you saw torches and 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 lighters being uh, walked out to the field or anything like that. So thankfully it was not that bad. But uh, no, I mean overall, I mean, it, was, it was a great match. I mean there were you know, quite a few yellow cards here and there, but uh, still, it uh, the game has improved uh, compared to last to last week um, as far as officiating and everything else. And you know the the important part we're still undefeated at home uh, this year. That is very important. And we had a surprise goal scorer because we were not expecting him to be in the lineup, even though we knew he was being, uh, the the red card was being appealed or the two yellows were being appealed. So we had a surprise goal scorer and John Crawford went and pointed that out. So I have to, you know, John Crawford's a pretty good student of the game too, Jared. You guys are right there together on, you know, doing research and kind of digging around looking for, you know, different things here and there. And he knows how to, find the usl pro referee not usl but the pro referee website so he knows who the assignments are going to be for the referees so i really appreciate that you know that he's he's doing that but Luis, what did you think of um what did you think of the first half and our system of play and our communication and connection on the field i really liked it you could really tell the you know things were as they were supposed to be in the last game, had that little situation not happened, right? I think this was the game that we were expecting to see if Luis Felipe wouldn't have gotten the red card. But I saw the same hustle that I've seen in the team already in the past games, right, in preseason, and got to really appreciate all that. And I, I didn't mention it in the Golazo Gratitude, but Golazo Gratitude out to the team for appealing the card and also for the USL for considering to look at that right because how many times have we seen you know a league just you know toss it away and be like nope they're getting a red card you know we're not backing out of what was decided already and so this was a big key thing right because we know the goal scorer was Luis Felipe and you know this is why it's important that there is an appeal process and it directly impacted this game with uh, Luis Felipe goal which gotta say was really good Right. We, we know that the guy 
can not only, you know, give us banger shots from like outside of the box, but can also um, give us some um, header goals as well, right? Because he's pretty tall. And so it's great when he's you got, have players like that. Yeah. And he's got, he's got decent vertical and, you know, he keeps his eye on the ball. I mean, let's face it, his positioning on the field when he's playing in the midfield and defensive mid, you know, wherever he is playing, he's very, he's, his timing is always really good, you know, as, as, par, as far as seeing the flight of the ball. But I'll tell you what, our favorite player, Roro, I mean, he knew exactly what to do. It's almost like they had like a script that nobody else had and and did it. But if you notice, if you notice, there's one person who did a job very well, and it's Connor Donovan, and he ducked. He ducked at just the right time because had he not ducked, that ball might not have gone in. Because if you if you uh, there's a view. Um, where Luis Felipe nods it down, he nods it straight at Connor Donovan and Connor Donovan ducks. And I'll tell you what, Connor Sutton said Connor Donovan's duck timing of the duck was like the best thing, right? So I got to hand it to uh, all of them for doing all their parts and not getting in the way of the goal. Watch Connor Donovan. Watch this one here. We're watching the replay. Luis and Connor Donovan. See, he squats. Yeah. You know, they tell you to do squats, you know, to build up your leg strength. Well, there's another reason to do a squat, and that's so you can duck out of the way of a ball that's going to the back of the net. <laughs> yeah, that's true. How many times have we seen players blocking each other's attempt at goal, right? Like someone pulls a shot, hits a guy, and you're like, geez, it could have been a goal. Why'd you have to be there? Like, look at the play, look at where it's going. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so let's talk a little bit about possession because San Diego actually did have um, the better the better bit of, of possession and I love the goal and all that other. Um, I still think we need to work a little more on communication and timing because some of the things that we saw were um, uh, runs that weren't being made that the person who was passing the ball thought were going to be made, you know, and so we had guys passing to the defenders on the other squad or passing out of bounds because the run wasn't made. So just little bits and pieces of things that are still being worked on. And we talked about this after the game and at halftime, we talked a little bit about, you know, there's, there's still some gelling that needs to happen, but overall we love the hustle. We love Sebastian Herrera almost had a goal. Um, well, actually the shot was a little off, but still, you know, mm-hmm. the guys are trying to shoot. Um, Russell started underneath um, and they pushed Sebastian up higher. And then when they subbed off Sebastian, they shifted Russell to the high, higher striker, higher forward. They let him be more in the front. And I think Russell plays better there. Um, he plays better. It doesn't matter what part of the field he's on, but I like him better when he's more, um, more central top than I like him underneath. So we'll see that unfolding. Now, Luis, you just went past a play where we almost got scored on. Yeah, that was in the second half, uh, the 52nd minute, really close one, right? Jared, do you remember this? Because this was like right in front of you. Well, I actually uh, swapped seats uh, for the second half, uh, but um, but no, this this was uh, really close. I mean, San Diego has uh, definitely a good couple dangerous chances, and this is obviously one of them. Thankfully, you know, things were slightly off kilter as far as uh, San Diego's attempt, and Danny Vitiello was able to make sure that none shall pass. So 
de- definitely some good some good skills uh, exhibited by Danny last night. Danny V, we always love the donuts. You know, when he brings donuts um, to the game, we're good. Yeah. As in that kind of donut. He, he does like coffee too, remember? So it makes sense why donuts are his thing too. <laughs> he likes donuts and clean sheets. And what else can we say? <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like somehow da- Danny knew I, I like clean linens for my birthdays. That's that's two years back to back. There you go. Hey, you you got to have those clean sheets, right, Jared? You're going to a hotel, so he made sure. He's like, "Hey, you're staying at, at a good hotel, Jared. Here you go. Here's a clean sheet." Right. <laughs> well, I want to go back to that play that you were talking about earlier, um, Sharon, too, about uh, Sebastian Herrera, and. I clearly saw this play right first half. I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I've seen this play because when I saw that pass come through for Sebastian Herrera, he was like basically one-on-one, right? He had a pretty good chance to pick his shot, had the timing, but he just shoots it right at the goalkeeper's arm. I think he could have shot to the other side, right? He had plenty of time there. So what did you guys think? Like, were people thinking this has got to be a goal because he's one-on-one? We all thought it was going to be a goal. We seriously, because we know he's got that kind of talent. And there was a kind of a big gasp. And you could tell he's not satisfied. You know, he knows that was a missed opportunity. But um, there was a kind of a gasp in the crowd. You know, it was like, we're all excited. There's a good goal. You know, that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and jared you were right there right? i mean you were behind what was going on too i'm sure tvb like you probably stopped chanting for just a quick second and you were like oh we're about to win this a goal yeah there there were a couple of times where they were they were hev- heavily in chant and then here comes an opportunity to you hear a good chuckle i'm still singing and then others like whoa, whoa come on come on get it in get it in well i want to hear your guys' thoughts more on the second half like i said i wasn't able to really watch as much of it too so how was the second half like? San Diego being down, we scored the goal towards the end of the first half. What did you guys think? There was a lot of uh, there were a lot of bus stops when they parked the bus. If you know what I mean. Um, literally, we doubled down on defense. We only made a few attacking runs, but when we did, it looked really good. You know, it was it was nice to see that. But that's you know when you're playing a goal up defense or a goal up system. A little different than when you're playing a tie, you know, at the tie, or if you're two goals up, just, just there's certain liberties you get to make. And so you could kind of tell not, not everybody, Dami, oh my goodness, second half was Dami's half. I will tell you that much because, you know, the dude was flying. He was making some great runs. There were a lot of plays that came from his side. Um, but overall, I liked the first half energy better than the second half because, you know, when you, when you hunker down, you know, I know that our guys were really did want to get like more goals, but there was that, that thought of, but we also have to make sure nobody scores on us. Yeah, it was definitely a solid effort by, by the club all around. I, I know with the, uh, with Luis Felipe being uh, put back into rotation after the suspicion was, was uh, removed. I knew he was going to be hungry today and, and just go in and attack and attack. He did. I mean, I'm just having having a little difficult time trying to sort out the the, the right, the right things. 
but yeah, I mean, this was uh, another great, great match. Uh, Danny V definitely uh, was all over the place, keeping uh, keeping San Diego out. There were definitely some dangerous chances, and, and of course, uh, once again, the connection of uh, Russell Cicerone and Jack Gurr almost uh, came through again. They're, those those two are starting to be quite the tandem lately, from what I'm noticing. Yeah. So when Matt LaGrossa got subbed in um, for, um, I think it was Roe. Oh no, it was that was a uh, Nick that came in for for Roe. But when Matt LaGrossa no. got subbed oh no, in, Matt got subbed in for Roe. Well, okay, so I was right the first time. Um, when Matt came in for Roe, um, you know he brought the Matt LaGrossa style of play, right? So he was great, but he got a chance to work his way forward because not, you know, when you bring in somebody like Matt, the other guys, unless they really know how he plays. They don't always pick him up. They don't mark him because they think he's just going to sit back and hang. Well, he didn't. He almost did a Matt Lagrasa goal. He got up. There was a re- uh, replay that you were just showing us here, a little highlight, where Matt got into the attacking third and he let off a shot. Granted, it was saved, but it was still classic Lagrasa. And we all thought Matt's going to get a goal, you know, because it really did look that way. It was it was uh, pretty sweet. Um, and that. You know, we were, we were, that was a re- really welcome thing. And then when they subbed off Herrera, um, that was that, and they brought in Keko and they pushed Russell forward high. I know we talked about this in the very beginning. They pushed Russell up a little higher. The different passing and the different combinations, they looked good. I mean, that was, that was a, a nice look. And then when they subbed Arnold and they brought in uh, Nick Elliott, uh, that was very late in the game, but at least Nick got to have some minutes um, and and Arnold had a chance to to hang out. And then they also um, subbed in uh, for Russell. Russell, by the way, did not want to come off the field. I think Russell realizes that he knows he can play all 90 or 95 or however many because he is from start to finish. He's going to have a nose for the goal. He's going to try to do everything he possibly can to score. So when he came off, you saw a little tiny head shake, like, uh, wrong, like you're wrong. Don't sub me out. But, you know, of course we, they've got to do what they've got to do with subbing and nobody got injured from what I could tell. Um, you know, they're, they're being respectful of Roro, you know, not letting him play so long that he hurts, you know, so it's nice to see them respecting Roe and letting other guys step up and and fill in it um, in that position because let's face it he's gonna you know this is his last year on contract and that we've got to pass the torch off somehow. Yeah, and you know I get it. I think when you get subbed out, maybe like in the seventieth minute, but I mean Russell did get subbed out in the ninety first minute, and you do always appreciate when players feel like I should have stayed on the pitch, right? And they have yeah. that hunger of wanting to play the entire game, but it's like, you know, there's just like four minutes left. Like, I think it's it's fine to get subbed out in extra time. And plus, he got subbed in for uh, or subbed out for uh, Alair Sanchez, right? The tryout guy, the guy that I'm glad that he's continuing to get, even if it's just a few minutes of play. And so, you know, you got to do those things when you're winning a game towards the end of the match, the last four minutes last five, whatever last, you know, extra time minutes that you have, you're going to see the opposition press up even higher. So you have to basically fall back a little bit. So it's a good idea to start bringing in some defenders in those last couple of minutes. So I, I get it where coach was coming from too. And I think 
this was a match where I understand why he did the late subs, right? Because everything looked to be uh, good. But I'm glad that he ended up actually doing all the subs, right? Because you always have to take advantage of all the substitutions that you have. I think it would have been nice to see Nick Ross a little bit earlier, though. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we saw him get subbed into. Now, I think Gecko should be in the starting 11. That's just my opinion always, too. And now I know he got relegated to the bench for the season, it seems like. But, you know, hopefully he's able to uh, get back to that starting 11 role because I, I think he works better as a starter. So, and I know uh, with all the guys and with this coach, with Mark Briggs, guys have to earn that starting position. So if they are, if their job is to score goals or to create the chances that score the goals, and they're not doing those things, either in training or in game, then the coach is going to not, they're going to go to the next person that maybe is doing those things. And so, you know, I, I know that Keiko being a very uh, emotional and very intense person and player, I know he's going to be working on all those things. And I know, you know, he's, he's, he's a fighter and he's going to fight for that um, starting role. Don't be surprised if he doesn't start for Louis, uh, you know, in the Louisville match, uh, seriously, this next weekend. And I can't wait to talk about, um, you know, what's coming up with respect to Louisville and and what happened to them over the weekend. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely begin right into that. But, I mean, overall, I'm really happy that we have a good squad. We have plenty of players. I mean, you just referenced Skekko here. But in the bench, we have a pretty good stacked bench. We have players that could easily be in the starting 11, and that's really great for us to have because we know Open Cup is around the corner, right? And we have our rival actually now announced, right? Because they just won their match uh, this past week. That's going to be Crossfire Redmond. So should be an interesting match. And again, you can't take them easy, right? On paper, it might seem like, oh, it's another Portland Timbers too, but gotta watch out it's the open cup anything can happen like we always know and and that game's going to be actually next week on on april 5th uh, on wednesday but yeah let's go ahead and take a look at who our next opponent is we're playing against uh, louisville city which as uh, sharon was mentioning they just had a game and rightfully so sharon el paso which we've been talking about them we beat el paso at el paso 1-0 they went not only did they beat Louisville, but they beat them at home. And we know Louisville is like a really tough team to play against at home, right? And they not only won by one goal, they won by three goals, right? A 3-0 result. Right. So what do you guys well, think? They were I carrying, mean, yeah. yeah, and one of their players, you know, couldn't play because he was carrying a red card. So they were short, not shorthanded. They were down one of their key players. Not that that, it'd be like us losing row you know, for, for a match. So, but that I'm not going to make any excuses for Louisville. I'm just hoping that when they travel here to Sacramento, that their head is down <laughs> and that we just totally take advantage of their mentality. Yeah. I mean, it, th- this was a shock when I had seen the score yesterday, I thought that maybe the uh, altitude change might have uh, affected my vision, but, but sure enough, El Paso, the team that has lost three straight since the season started, somehow ends up taking out Louisville city, uh, a perennial powerhouse of the East. I mean, this granted, yes, this is March. It is the time for March madness, but did any of us really expect anything like this to happen? I mean, 
I just know Lucidity is gonna gonna be, you know, full, full of uh, full of energy uh, when they come into Heart Health Park uh, this uh, upcoming weekend. So that's which, gonna be one for the ages. Which basically means that the fan base, all of us, have to really bring it. And you know, thanks to Tower Bridge Battalion for chanting the whole entire game. Um, it was it was it was fabulous. We need to do that and more. And hope to goodness that the Kings aren't playing on Saturday night because that depleted our crowd a little bit. We had a lot of uh, dual uh, dual sport fans, and some of them weren't in their seats this past weekend. Yeah, that that does affect things. I, I've seen a couple of people that uh, I know it usually go to uh, Republic FC matches. Uh, uh, went went the other went the other duty and went to the Kings game. So so I I know how it goes. H- having lived in Sacramento for close to thirty years of my life, I know Sacramento is sports starved. I mean, this goes back to the days of the Sacramento Surge in the World League. Uh, it goes back to uh, the Sacramento Knights indoor soccer, um, River Cats, of course, um, and even in some of the lesser teams, you don't really hear you haven't really heard much about like the Sacramento Steelheads. Uh, the Sacramento Sirens, although they're still playing. So I totally get that, that some fans decide to go to a Kings game and not Republic FC, but I'm sure that's going to be reversed as, as well, you know, sometime, especially if there's a road match for the Kings game and a home match for Republic FC. Let's make sure that the folks, even if it's on the Kings uh, away game, come out to the Republic FC match. So, so that way you're still representing the, you know, the, the city during such a game yeah well that that is tough to have both teams playing at the same time and i'm really glad that you know there's more games that don't collide right i mean it's just the beginning of the season for us and luckily our seasons aren't entirely all (laughs) you know at the same time because that would have been you know pretty tough for us right to try and convince the people and i get it you know some people have supported the kings for much longer and it might be a different sport but you want to go watch them and especially because they're doing so good this season. I mean, it, I don't know how long it'll take for us to see another season quite like this one. So, you know, they'll get a freebie just this time because uh, <laughs> that is a good team that, you know, we're you're witnessing right now and they're going to make playoffs, right? It's probably only a matter of time, right? Jared, you probably know the magic number, but they, yeah. they could act, they can actually clinch tomorrow because uh, the Warriors did not beat the Timberwolves. So that, Extends out the uh, magic number to tomorrow, which I know I'm going to be the a hole by saying it, but I was kind of glad that we didn't clinch last night or tonight, only because of the fact that I'm greedy. I want us to, to clinch tomorrow, right uh, right as I'm here in town, and can finally light the beam in person for the first time. Which Scott Bradford and I did see the beam from uh, from around the depot, so we just barely saw it and he, he barely saw it at first so i mean that's that's just me i i'm a little greedy it's my birthday <laughs> but, but but y'all get what i mean though yeah that would be quite an amazing birthday gift for you too i know you've been a fan of the kings for a really long time and you know i i just i want him to win jared even if you don't get to win this playoff right but i want you to win this the beam because it is quite a spectacular thing to see and We've talked about it here before, but it'd be nice if Sac Republic was able to do something similar to maybe, you know, make it an old glory red beam, put it somewhere. I don't know where, but, you know, let us all see it somewhere. Right. I mean, but do something. 
That's so funny because even somebody after last night's win, I forget which, you know, uh, feed, if it was Instagram or whatever for the, for Sac Republic, somebody literally wrote light the beam <laughs> after our win last night <laughs> on social media. It's like, it's got to come. I mean, we've got to do it in solidarity and it's okay that we mimic, you know, it's like we're Sacramento. We do the light the beam thing in Sacramento. We talked about this on our last podcast, remember? We talked about, oh, River Cat, Sac King, Sacramento Kings, Sac Republic. we got to have a beam. You know, it's part of the city's beam team. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's take a look at the USL standings because things are looking pretty good for us. I know it's only been three matches, but it's always neat when you could see your team up there tied for first place. And we certainly are, right? We are in second place just because of one goal differential, but heck. It's still seven points tied with San Antonio. I'll take that. And third place, you got San Diego Loyo, who we just beat. You got Monterey Bay showing up in fourth place. Colorado Springs, or also known as uh, Colorado Republic, our uh -huh. B team, right, is in fifth place with four points. And you got New Mexico just with one game played, three points. Jared, do you have more info? Like, what, what's going on down in New Mexico? Uh, that I'm gonna have to do a little digging for. I don't have a whole lot of uh, New Mexico sources, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll pull what I can because I think they were also going to be starting their uh, home season a little bit later in the season, if if I'm not uh, that mistaken. It's, it's either, well, I know it's obviously not uh, El Paso because we played them for their home opener. So I'm wondering if perhaps New Mexico, maybe if they're doing some uh, renovations for Isotopes Park. I know they just dropped their new kit earlier today so i did see that and it actually doesn't look too too bad okay well i found that interesting i was like oh they only have one game played and <laughs> all the other teams have you know three games played and or two or four but yeah quite quite interesting so that's the top of the table and how that's looking like hopefully we keep it that way with sack being up there fighting against san antonio right because we want to be better than them always and uh we want other teams to be better than them of course too <laughs> because we just don't like san antonio <laughs> so well it's, yeah. it's not so much it's not so much the club but <laughs> yeah you already know where i'm going with this so we'll move on <laughs> yeah moving on well let's go ahead and look at our podcast winner dinner standings because sharon is really happy uh, for this one, not so much Jared and I, although Jared is the birthday boy. Uh, he should have gotten a point, but, you know, unfortunately we can't give points here. Otherwise, we all uh, we would all get like a little birthday bonus point. But that probably doesn't make sense because we would all just get one point and that's, there's no difference in that. But in this last game, once again, just like in the past game, first yellow card is the one that awarded a point. And Sharon was the only brave person out of us three here who was like, wait, let's give the ref. The benefit of the doubt, they might actually give the first yellow card again to San Diego and might not be as heavily one-sided this time. And she got the point thanks to San Diego getting the first yellow card. So Sharon is leading the way, three points. I have one point and Jared has zero points in the overall standings. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, just like Dame Shirley Bassey saying with the propeller heads, it's all just a bit of history repeating. <laughs> well actually if it was history repeating i'd be leading too but sharon is sharon is leaving us jared we gotta catch up but u.s open cup is around the corner plenty of it's, point opportunities there it's seriously just the yellow card situation that has gotten me a couple of 
points. Seriously, you guys, it's all it's early. It's <laughs> I'm sure you'll eclipse me here before long. <laughs> Another one too has been uh, Russell as well. Russell has gone you three points because he you got two points in the first match because of the first yellow card and also Russell scoring. And then funny enough, you know, Jared guessed Russell in the in the second game. I guessed Russell in this past game. And Russell did not deliver the first goal. <laughs> so apparently yeah. Russell only scores first whenever uh, you say he's going to score first. Or oh, whenever, crazy. like, Jared and I, like, don't call him out as being the player that will score first. Because you did guess as him scoring first in the game against uh, Battery. So so I'm going to pick him again, probably. I'm trying to see what I wrote it all <laughs> down already for uh, the upcoming weekend. Ooh. Well, yeah. Could, could we have you go first, actually, Sharon, too? Because I know... It's happened already in the last two times. Jared goes first, and then you say that you have the same one. So how about we have you go first? <laughs> so against Louisville, and right now I'm apologizing right off the bat to Danny Vidiolo because it's not his fault. But I have us 2-1 winning, of course, two goals to one because I think we get our goal machine started. So I have that. Um but it's so funny because I can't decide between Sebastian, Kecko, or Russell as the first goal scorer. So let me spin the wheel. I'm spinning the wheel. Mm. It's Sebastian. Uh, I have him as scoring our first goal. But I have a funny feeling he's not going to start. Oh, this is killing me. If he doesn't see the pitch, I've got Russell. And then the first yellow, I wrote down Louisville. I'm going with the opposing team getting a first yellow because they got a yellow Two games ago. So, I mean, uh, well, they got a red card two games ago. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that they're jerks on the field and the referee sees it and boop, they get the first yellow. That's it. Luis, what do you got? Well, I am actually going to say a little different too in this one. I am actually going to go with a tie because Louisville is going to be hungry to reverse whatever happened against El Paso and change things around. They did win their games before that. and. I think they're just tough, right? They might have fall in one game, but this is a team that you should never sleep on. And I think it's going to be quite an evened out match. So I'm going to give it a 2-2 tie. First goal scorer, I'm going to say it again, Russell. <laughs> I might keep saying it until he actually scores first, but uh, I'm going to you know, continue to think he's got to score again. And I think he's still get the first one. If he doesn't see the pitch, then I'm going to be going with Roro once again, just like I did in the last game. Same prediction there. Uh, but first yellow card, I'm going to go also with Sharon on this one. Going to go with Louisville. Hopefully the ref then screw up again and <laughs> change that up. But that's that's what I'm going to go with. How about you, Jared? You know, I think I'm going to go go outside uh, the box here. And I'm going to say Sebastian Herrera for, for my first goal scorer. I'm going to go 2-2 two, two tie. And for some reason, if Sebastian doesn't get it in, probably going to go Matt LaGrasse. So if Sebastian doesn't play, you're saying that Matt LaGrasse is going to get our first goal. Okay. Uh, stranger things have happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how many points do you have overall? Oh, oh, shush, shush, shush. Shush my mouth. Oh, where are we starting? <laughs> <laughs> I got the Italian hand. This little comment... Uh, no, no gabagool for her. <laughs> uh, you're the birthday boy. I got to give you a little more respect. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, as far as uh, 
yellow card. Um, yeah, I know I haven't had a whole lot of luck in that, but uh, I'm going to go with Louisville. So you and I are almost the same <laughs> because we both picked Sebastian and we both picked Louisville. Luis deviated with the score line and Russell. So you and Luis are the same score line, 2 2. I'm bold. I think we're winning. Dang. Well, it'd be, gr- be great if we win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So there we go. Now, this is interesting the combinations because if Russell Ciceroni doesn't play, let's say, and well, yeah, you could get three points, but then I would also get a point. I'm looking at uh, <laughs> um, Luis's thing. You know what? I'm not going to overthink it. I just have to have the game come and go on Saturday and we'll see what the points look like. But, you know, I always sit there in our chat. I I didn't last night, but I did announce to the people around me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the easiest way to get a point. Ever since we introduced the first yellow card, guarantee someone's going to get a point if we all guess, you know, different. Yep. So, well, there's, there's only two options, isn't it? Yeah, so it, it works great, too. But I think to our luck, Jared, Sac Republic might actually get the first yellow. <laughs> so that way, that way we, we don't even yep. get a one on the yellow card. It's like, wow, when we all guess the same thing on Louisville getting the card, doesn't happen. So I'm just saying, the ref that'll be refereeing that game, please give Louisville the first card because Jared could use the point. I could use the point as well. Sharon, maybe not so much, but it'll help her actually like boost up to four points. <laughs> but <laughs> give us more points so that way, like we're not so low and Sharon doesn't like leave us too too high. <laughs> yeah, that was our luck. It'll probably end up being Republic get, getting like the first yellow. Wouldn't yeah. be the first time. <laughs> cool. Well, that's that. And as I mentioned, Open Cup will like last season bring us more point opportunities and. Next week, we'll be talking about not only the game after that, but also the game in the Open Cup. So we'll have double the point opportunities. So this thing could change a whole lot in two weeks. We could be seeing a lot of point differential than what we're seeing now. Cool. Well, Jared, you might have some USL and some mysteries for us. Let me know if that is incorrect. But if you do, then introduce your segment, please. From March through November... Every single match is 90 minutes long at minimum. Each match full of pride, emotion, torment, power, and joy, but also full of mystery. Join us as we uncover some of these USL Unsolved Mysteries. Well, not so much USL as as more of the weekend, but in a way that the match does draw for the experience from it. Uh, my my unsolved mystery is, as far as this weekend goes, how am I still upright? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were laying down. <laughs> That's besides the point. <laughs> but, but but no, I mean, yesterday, I mean, the throat is getting a little bit better. And I do have uh, hydration as well, you know, the uh, electrolyte uh, drink. So that's taken care of. But yeah, did a lot did a lot of chanting yesterday in the first half. And just once the ma- once the match was over, headed out to the usual usual spot in downtown. Great a great a great, uh, a great night there with uh Scott Bradford. Always awesome to, to be around. And then of course uh stopping by to get the Kiki's uh 
chicken on, on J Street. So since then, I still heard a little bit. I could use some ibuprofen, but the question, and I'm wondering how it is after doing this, how am I still awake, mobile, and not in too much terrible pain? <laughs> a very interesting, not so USL unsolved mystery, but it is an unsolved mystery. Well, I actually do have a little bonus, actual USL unsolved mystery for you too, and two score lines. We talked about it already, right? Louisville losing 3-0 against El Paso, but also Charleston Battery beating Tampa Bay Rowdies 3-0. What shocking oh. result as well, right? A Tampa Bay Rowdies, that is a strong team as well. Wow, I did not even hear about the Tampa Bay score. Jeez. That makes you question, right? I think we're going to have a more even East Conference this year than previously. So Pretty cool. You know, Jared, I'm amazed you did not bring up an unsolved mystery of what the frick is going on in Oakland with Blue uh, Field. I'm amazed you didn't bring that puppy back up. That but, has been the talk of the town. Let's be real. It may never get solved. It may it, it may not get uh, re- resolved or as far as why it is or the actual pitch itself. I mean, for those, for those of us that, that have been following the team, those of you that have listened to the uh, – the podcast for a while. Remember the home opener that should have been uh, June 2021. But uh, the fact that not only is it the same situation for the first time, but happening now, I mean, and I know it sounds, it sounds wrong to say it, but if they can't get a, a pitch to play on, why is Oakland even in existence? I mean, if it's a venue space, I mean, Look at Oklahoma City Energy FC. I mean, they had to renovate their home stadium all for not being able to play on it after all. But then again, the the pitch issue does actually originate from Oklahoma, from my understanding. The fact that it was uh, turf that was previously owned by uh, Ryo OKC uh, previously. Some legend goes about that before they closed the franchise, he supposedly stole the the majority of the turf that was being used and somehow that uh, landed into the hands of Oakland Roots FC. Once again, just going off the information I've seen, not sure if it's all correct or not, but if they're, and they're still going through that same issue. I mean, two, almost two years later, what's going on over there in Oakland? I mean, I, so I, had, I don't know. They had a, they had a full write-up as to what happened um, with the, second replacement of of the pitch and that it didn't lay flat and um so you know the the first replacement that was caused by the game that didn't happen on june 19th 2021 you know they they had to abandon that pitch and bring in other pieces and parts from other places and now that was abandoned by the college by the way and mm-hmm. so the new new turf uh didn't settle correctly so they it was deemed unplayable but again at the last minute kind of a thing so it's just kind of that we shall see i mean there's apologies left and right and you know i'm sorry but thank goodness it was just one match that had to be postponed don't know how many other early home matches they've got scheduled after this one oh it looks like uh the april 1st one is uh is still on okay so it looks like they've got a, a couple matches in april early april so we'll see if those go forward, if they can get their field situation sorted out. But 
you know, that is a, a little bit of an unsolved mystery that, you know, they pulled a plug at the last minute. Not sure, you know, why they couldn't have done it before. But they did say also that the um, the in, incredible rainfall kept them from being able to get the equipment on the field to do the actual job to get the turf there. So I get all that, you know, and I, I get they tried. But still, it's just kind of like it's like deja vu uh, all over again with Oakland and, you know, an interesting unsolved mystery. So we can move past that and move on to uh, closing conversations. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a shame what's going on there too. Oakland has a really good fan base and they're making them go through a lot. So it's like, come on guys, uh, make sure that y'all can have games because we enjoy our rivalry with them. And yeah, it's crazy that it's going on again too. Luckily we don't play in Oakland until Labor Day weekend. So hopefully they have it fixed by then. (laughs) You know, William Lamb was really intended to go to the Oakland match. He wasn't going to be in Sacramento, but he instead, um, because the Oakland match was, you know, moved, uh, postponed, that he showed up at the Sacramento match. And so I checked him. And Jared, I think you saw me. I pulled his, it's like, what shirt are you wearing today, you know, to the Sacramento match? Do you have an Oakland jersey on? And he was laughing. And he goes, no, it's a Sacramento jersey. And so... (laughs) Do you remember but I, oh, I'll put it this way: uh, the, it, he he wasn't the one wearing a uh, Oakland Roots kit, but there was someone at the match that was, and that might have been caught on one of the videos that he did with me. Oh, <laughs> so y'all y'all have to check that out uh, once we get it uh, coupled together. Okay, William Land was everywhere last night. I think he must have gotten the the most number of selfies with people. I mean, it's just <laughs> straight up just jumps in, gets the selfie, moves on. He's the uh, selfie and uh, live video king, you know. So go William. <laughs> but we're gonna start to have a segment here for William, right? Thing, yeah. what did he do? <laughs> what is William up to? <laughs> Where's Waldo? Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, that could be a good one, too. Well, that was the great USL and non-USL Unsolved Mysteries. I think this is a really great little uh, bonus segment that we had here. But Sharon, Jared, last closing comments. Anything you want to say? Happy birthday to you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go, Jared. Thanks for making the trek all the way to Sacramento. And I want to figure a way to get to to see you tomorrow if it fits fits everybody's schedules. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get that sorted out because you know it, it would definitely be nice. Um, last uh, thoughts for for this episode. Uh, let's hope we can uh, take it to Louisville City just like uh, El Paso did, and uh, also let's light the beam tomorrow. Yeah, wait. Let's make sure we do light the beam. Well, I joined Sharon there too, uh, Jared. I'm glad that you had a great birthday one yesterday. Hopefully, it continues tomorrow. As always, it's really awesome that you come by to Sacramento. I wish I would have been there, but I know that you'll be coming back to another match, whether it's July 1st or the State Fair match, and I'll definitely be at that one. And hopefully you get a win there too. You get to experience that as well, and you continue to have that uh, good luck that I think you always bring every time you're in Sacramento, not just in your last birthday win, but also when we played in the Open Cup, right? I mean, that was the biggest ever look that you brought to us <laughs> for that game too. So let, let's, uh, let's continue the Jared look. Yeah. may have to maybe uh, chat with uh, either Connor or uh, Kevin Nagel to kind of keep the uh, tradition going. 
Yeah, let's make sure we get Jared out to a lot of games this season too. If y'all have to, you know, help him out with the flights, help him out team, like he's going to bring that luck. So it'll be worth, you know, flying him down as much as possible. (laughs) Oh, and I do have one last parting word. Jared has a fundraiser going for his birthday. It's for colorectal cancer awareness. And, you know, Luis, I think if we get a chance, if we ever get our contest off the ground, (laughs) that we just dump money at that. A particular association, even if you know it comes and goes for Jared's fundraiser, I think that would be a good one if we have any proceeds from our raffle. Yeah, that we do uh, Jared's since we can't do the Sac Republic one. Yeah, I agree, and we are going to be actually announcing that one this week too. Got kind of busy last week and and whatnot okay. too, but but we are going to be actually um, getting more details out on the raffle, and I'm glad that you know you mentioned this one because we'll actually contribute to uh, Jared's fundraiser that he has for that so just stay tuned to social media we'll get more details on how much time you have to participate in the raffle when the live show will happen when we'll announce the two winners and so we'll give all those details hopefully tomorrow or tuesday one of those two days i'll have it posted up and let y'all know where you can buy your raffle tickets and all those details so be on the lookout Yep. And in the meantime, jump on Jared's Facebook wall and you'll see his uh, his post for his birthday fundraiser. Yeah. And if you can make that public, Jared, uh, or if you want people to add you <laughs> as friends, uh, that, that's fine as well. And so that way people can can see that. And so feel free to look up Jared on, on Facebook and you'll be able to find more information on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can make it uh, public because... Uh, I know should should at least be set to friends or friends of friends, but uh, I'll get the word out uh, a little bit more publicly, especially with uh, the big day being tomorrow. Woo! Yeah. And I already donated. That was my birthday present. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, everyone, as always, thank you so much for your support, for listening to all of our shows, live shows, all that. We really appreciate it. And you'll hear us next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Cue the music. Oh, that was well coordinated too. It just went like that and <laughs> it worked. Recording stopped. Mo, I always, oh, it's on. It, I always, they need to make a button that says stop recording. Every each and every time, I'm always like looking for a button. I'm like, wait, no, it's in more, not not here. Get on it, Zoom. Come on. <laughs> How about we have you go first as the birthday boy, Jared? What, what are yours? Or actually, sorry, Jared. Let me first let Sharon <laughs> introduce this segment first. So. So truth be told, and I'm going to narc on you a little bit, Jared. Jared stayed out on the tailgate for just a wee bit. I think you missed. Uh, I think you missed the opening kickoff, right? No, no, I saw the opening kickoff. Oh dang! I was... <laughs> 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 it did not work. Edit that out. <laughs> Jared's a responsible man. He made sure he was right there before the kickoff. <laughs> right, uh, I was. I was there for the anthem and all. Dang. Even for the where, anthem, where well. Did I see, where did I see the part about, yeah, I was I was like getting in, or did you do the march? Did you march in yeah. with everybody? Oh. Well, there was, like a, there was like a small portion that marched in, but then as, once we got in, I took a quick moment to go pick up the uh, the shorts I had ordered, and by the time I got back, now more of the uh, TBB collective had, had started coming in. Oh, okay, maybe that was it. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at USL. Oh, never mind, USL. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say USL and Salt History. 
<laughs> like, no, we could listen to oh, that. If wait, what do we do first? Do we do Unsolved Mysteries first or do we do the podcast dinner winner or winner dinner? The what podcast winner dinner. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd okay. want to hear that I'll one. Shut first. up. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Host. Take it away. 